1: Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. I'm your host, Robert Gerrish. Flying Solo is an Australian online community and home to stacks of free resources, discussion forums, professional development tools, and a whole lot more. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. In the hot seat today is Tim Reed, the man behind the very popular small business big marketing podcast. This interview was originally recorded as a live radio segment, hence the listener involvement that pops up from time to time.
0: G'day Robert, and hello flying soloists.
1: <laughs> well, you'll be a very familiar person to uh, to many of our community, Tim, so thank you for um, for sharing your time with us, and it's about time you're on the other end of the mic, isn't it? Or the other, is that the right yeah, expression? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well,
0: so, I love this. I, I, well, A, I love being interviewed, because it hones my... Ability to get my message across. And one of the things I say to the people who sit on my mastermind each week is go out and get yourself interviewed. Go out, hit up a podcaster. There's lots of them. Find a podcaster that shares an audience, shares mm. a group of customers that you would like to get in front of and ask to be interviewed. Because a it's, a, it's a cheap marketing strategy and B, it forces you to get your message right. And, um,
1: of course. And
0: uh, who said it? It was um, one of your... One of your... Oh, Carolyn. Clarity on what you
1: do it oh, okay. will push you to do that, Carolyn. Yes, indeed. Well, look, that's that's quite right. That's that's a very good point, isn't it? And it's uh, as you were listening there to some of those um, those s- small business marketing challenges. I mean, they boy, they're familiar, aren't they? So um, together,
0: absolutely, hear them every day and uh, and feel for those people and hopefully. Um, in the next twenty to thirty minutes, we can um, lighten the load. Hey, Rob.
1: Yeah, that'll be. That's a great goal to have. That's nice, Tim. So, look, let's. Um, let, if I may, I I start this um this little section of the of the chat off with a, uh, a a bit of a discussion around kind of where you work, how you work. So, if you would, Tim, just give us a just give us a snapshot of your business. Where do you work from? Uh, what's your office like? What's your setup? Just give us a give us a picture, if you would. The world of Tim Reeves. Mm,
0: okay, so um. I uh, I have two offices, and I'm trying to almost get, have the courage to get it down to one, but I have a home office, and then I have an office, this sounds ridiculous, but I have an office 500 metres away in the village. Nice. I live in a seaside village on the Mornington Peninsula in Melbourne, and I have an office up there, and um, I don't know, I, I like floating between the two, but I also, what it does do, it, it gets in the way of flow, so... Um, you know, if I just be- re-
1: the journey between I- the two offices, is that the thing that disturbs the flow?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, like, if I think, you know, gee, I, I think I'm going to record something and I want to do it up in the office, up in the village, yet my microphone's in the office at home, but it's too noisy at home. I have to get the microphone, and I don't know. I, I love the concept of. Of flow, and I'm still working on on mastering it. But the ability to sit down mm. and get on with whatever whatever it is you're doing, and not letting technology get in the way or your office setup get in sure. the way, etc. So,
1: yeah, and I guess so, it's tricky because in that situation, particularly where, um, you know, your businesses, uh, you know, I've watched you, I've known you for a, a good number of years now, and and uh, and seeing what you do in the as a marketer, you you clearly do it so well, which is this need yes. to just redesign reposition you know we we kind of have to keep moving don't we and i think you know i've observed you doing that and i guess it 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 is a bit of a challenge where you are using technology like this what do you do do you replicate it do you have everything twice i mean that's a that's a bit of a big setup isn't it so
0: yeah look i do my my setup i'm I'm very much of the opinion, and I've I've chased the bright, shining objects, and I think Brad was talking about being distracted, his 25-year-old brain yes. being distracted, possibly by bright, shining objects, possibly by other things, Robert. But yes. We won't go into that. But, we won't um, go there. You, you know, um, look, I try not to double up. My setup is, so what I've got in my main office, which is my home office, I've got everything's Mac, so... Yeah. Um, being a marketing guy i've coined the i've coined the phrase marketing because i believe apple products are just so beautifully set mm. up to allow us to create marketing simply yep. um i have i've got a macbook pro i've got a second screen i mean anyone listening who doesn't have a second monitor i mean seriously that there, there is hang up you can stop listening now because <laughs> that is just that is that just turbo charges your productivity in fact I've been meaning to get a third screen, just haven't got around to it. Well, Um, just on that, just
1: hang on, just before we go on too far. So just for the listeners, in what way does it turbocharge your your productivity? What do you do with your two monitors?
0: Well, I'm guessing that um, everyone has at any one time got a number of tabs open within their browser. Mm -hmm. um, And they're often referencing one tab. And working on something else in another, whether it be a Word document, a PowerPoint slide, uh, your WordPress website, whatever it may be. Um, So having two screens open means you can have a number of things open. Um, I've got a 24-inch monitor as my second screen, and that allows me to have a couple, two or three things open on that screen. So I might have Skype open. I might have um, my invoicing software open. I, I hope I've got my invoicing software open. That's a good sign. Right. Um, and um, and then I might be working on, you know, creating a slide deck presentation on the main screen. And, um, you know, it's just... It's just incredibly okay. So, so
1: what you find is that by having um, other other things sort of open on your second screen, you're able to you just focus on the one that's in front of you, the big twenty four inch. Okay, yeah. okay, good. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned at the beginning then that you're thinking of closing down one of the offices. Which is the one that's going to get kicked into touch? Then I'm dying to know. Is it? The well, it,
0: it's. I think at a point in time, it'll be the one in the village. Um, although at the moment, we're looking at, at moving oh, okay. um, moving home, and it really depends on. One of the criteria for the new home will be a home office, but yeah. I
1: need to see what that looks like. First? Okay, gotcha. Uh, All right. Well, look, that's, thank you for that insight. And um, so you work in the Morningston Peninsula, rather gorgeous part of the world to live, you lucky yeah. man. Um, who are your ideal clients? Who do, who do you work with these days? Who do you kind of fill, ideally, who do you fill your, your business with? an excellent
0: with? question. Um, I run a branding workshop, uh, and one of the questions is, who are your best mates? The branding workshop allows people to identify the key pillars of their brand. And my view is that you're either brand or you're bland. So you've got to build a brand, no matter how small you are as a business. One of the questions in that branding exercise is, who are your best mates? Who's mm. your business's best mate? Now, um, my business's best mate, which is another way of saying it is an ideal client, yeah. is Dazza. I call him Dazza right and he, he, he um he ticks all the boxes he he um
1: does he, he exist or yeah. is this a mythical person?
0: no he, he's real okay and, and my view is marketing is what you do when you can't go and see someone right, right? in an ideal world we drop everything and we go and meet with each each prospect individually, ask them what pr- troubles, problems they've got in their business and provide solutions mm-hmm. uh, but that can't happen so if you can create personalized marketing, then that's a great thing. And the okay. start of doing that is knowing who you're creating marketing for. And I create my marketing for Dazza. Okay, i got Dazza's, you. Dazza, um, he, he, he has this ability. When he calls me, I, I somehow, he gets the best out of me. Hmm. And when I work with him, he listens, he respects the power of marketing, he takes action, he doesn't always get it right, but he doesn't drop it because he gets it wrong. Right. He pivots and makes changes and and he's excited by it. And as a result, uh, and the, and he owns a small business. He owns a business, he a service basis, business. He, he he ticks a lot of boxes yep. that it's just the perfect type of client for me to work mm. with in order to get results. Now, part of the only downside of Dazza is that he's a small small business and
1: there's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, there's not, there's not, but they can't always pay the bills, yeah, right? Okay. And, well, no, that's not true. He always pays me, right. but I also need some, some what I, I guess I'd call corporate clientele as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do work for larger companies as well, generally workshop-type work for the larger companies where yeah. me, they'll get me in to run a branding session or an innovation session around their marketing. Um, I do a lot of keynote speaking. It's a part of my business that I've worked hard on building yep. the last sort of 12 months going forward. Um, and that's where the corporate money mm. comes in, I guess. And then the one-on-one stuff with Dazza and I run some um, masterminds where I have one to 10 me with 10 other Dazza's, if you like.
1: Yep. And um, is that in um, a face-to-face environment or online? How no, do you it's do a that? webinar. A webinar, okay. So just yep. going back to Dazza for a second then. So presumably by having this person who is who really exists but by having him in your mind um as your ideal client that i'm uh, i know um must determine pretty well everything that you do because you want to fill your business with dazzers don't you that's yeah, basically yeah absolutely what you're and,
0: and so and, and if you can be if you can understand this concept um of the ideal client and and, and even go as far as calling them your best mate mm. um when I sit down to write uh, a slide deck, when I sit down to write a sales letter, when I sit down to um, write a blog post, I'm writing it to Dazza. It's like I'm yeah. writing a letter to Dazza.
1: Yeah, perfect. Okay, and I, I mean I must say we we um we we talk about this a fair bit. I guess within within the flying solo business and within our book and what. I think whilst we're on this, this point, it's worth just mentioning is that for anyone listening that maybe doesn't have that ideal client yet, you don't have them by name, it doesn't mean that we can't create a very, very detailed picture of them, does it? So that I always liken it to kind of looking for a life partner. If you if you just walk out around the street saying, look, I, I, just, I just need anyone, you know, it's never going to work. But if you say, hey, I'm really looking for someone like this, who does this, who has these interests, who has these behaviors and these values... Then people say, "Oh, I know someone like that. I can help you there." But having this picture of Daza, your own, ver- our own version of Dazza, is just so key, isn't it? To, to and, and
0: you've made the point. All those, all those things to know about Daza are emotional things. Mm. Yeah, it's important to know that what age Daza is, where he lives, the income he earns—that rational demographic stuff. But I'm not sure it tell. Well, I'm not sure. I know for sure it doesn't tell us enough about that person in order for us to create engaging communication. So understand what keeps Dazza up at night. Understand what he loves. Understand how he views your category. Is he excited by a purchase within your category? Is he confused? Is it full of fear? Is it a grudge purchase? Understand these things. Much more than understand how old he is or what he earns.
1: Absolutely, because Dazo could be Daphne, and you know it might be a very different age in a different part of the world. Correct. Who knows? Correct. Look, wonderful. Now, before we move, I mean, you're already giving us so much gold; it's gorgeous. Um, how long? How long have you actually been in your business? I know that you come uh, from a corporate background. You had a, a couple of very senior jobs, I know. What yep. was what was your journey there? What made you um, What made you fly solo? Hmm.
0: So. My corporate background went for about mm, close to 20 years in large advertising agencies and then jumping the fence, doing some charity work and then ended up being the marketing manager um, for Flight Centre and, you know, I just wasn't fulfilled, I suppose. It's pretty common, I guess, amongst us soloists. I wasn't fulfilled. I, I just felt that. I was sort of, my values weren't matching up, you know, what the expectations of my employer didn't match what I wanted in my life. I started to have a young family, um, I was torn between work and, and home, and you know, it just wasn't working. So uh, quite simply, I left my, my full-time corporate life, I got a project, I got a contract job with a large steel company that required a six-month commitment,
1: So when you just let me ask you there, Tim, when you left, did you leave knowing where you were going and what you wanted to do, or was the drive I've got to get out of here?
0: I think it was a bit of both. I didn't know for sure what I was going to do and I did but I did know where I wanted to head. And you know, if I could be so simplistic and almost superficial about it. Uh, I wanted to just have an easier life. I wanted to put on jeans and a a t-shirt and not a suit. And I wanted to be more responsible for what I created. And there was no small business kind of history in my family. So there was a lot of fear attached to it. Um, And I remember just thinking, you know, as I took this contract job in a large steel company uh, going out of full-time corporate. I remember thinking, gee, if I think too much about this, I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going to jump and really hope that the universe delivers. And I really remember quite clearly that that moment. And,
1: and it's so good, isn't it, for you to have that recollection of that moment because yeah, well, I bet you use it in your marketing coaching work a lot, don't you? Just yeah,
0: yeah, well, I certainly don't recommend everyone do that because um, it could have gone the other way. Sure. It didn't. Um, you know the contract came to an end at this at this steel company, and they actually said, "Gee, you know your contract's up, but um if you go and start your own business, we'll um we've got some work for you." so it almost acted as insurance like it was like, okay, now I can put the shingle out, and right. I don't really know what I'm what that business is i didn't I certainly didn't go, "Oh, well, it's going to be a marketing consultancy, it's going to be it's going to be that. it was obviously going to be around marketing communications, but so I did that, and
1: um, so the ac- typical accidental business is how we often refer to those is it yeah you know yep,
0: absolutely it was it was really um it was uh yeah I was, I was blessed i guess and and I've never not and from and that was about eight years ago now, right. and you know I've always managed to. To get business to, mm. to get business in the door. Not always ideal business and sometimes I said yes to stuff that I should have said no to and sometimes I said no to stuff that I should have said yes to but it's
1: But so um, part, part of that as well kissing the odd frog is, is part of the journey, don't you think? It's working out who you're who what it looks like. You know, oh yeah. It's part of the journey, isn't it? Now yes, look it I can is, I can really I can just um just kind of vouch for Tim and say that and all the times I've met Tim and seen him in action, he's always been in jeans and t shirts so you've you're, you're holding true Tim thank you <laughs> and thank uh, you. and I love your presentation. It was wonderful having you at um, Independence Day all those years ago, so we'll do it again yeah. sometime now look Absolutely. i'm going to move I'm going to move this on to a different area now with your podcast, which is just storming, I mean you're doing so well with that um, Australia's best marketing most Popular marketing podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You present it every week. Um, you've already sort of um, confessed to me that you you have uh, a, an assistant or support person, kind of help helps you with the technical side, which is terrific. Yeah. So you can concentrate on your on your guests, which you, you do so well. From tell me from all the various interviews. This is a bit of a tricky question. I haven't told you in advance. I'm going to ask it, but yeah. from all your interviews, what kind of stands out for you as as marketing that really works? You know, what things have you heard where you've put the phone down or put your microphone down and you thought, oh, my God, that's a different (laughs) way to look at things? Have you had a couple of things
0: like that? So, okay, interesting question. And uh, by way of background, for for anyone who doesn't know, the the, the criteria for someone coming on my show, which is called Small Business Big Marketing, and the name says it all, is that they need to be, A successful small business owner who is cranking some aspect of their marketing in an amazing way so that's number one criteria or they need to be a service provider to the small two small businesses that I think have an amazing product or service that we should all know about Mm -hmm. Um, so one so one interview one guest type is where I go deep Uh, Into who they are why Mm -hmm. they do what they do how they managed such such success and how marketing what role marketing played the other one is more of a how-to interview. Okay, okay, so um, And in terms of marketing that works I'm going to answer this differently because if I was to say oh there was a guy who does viral video marketing incredibly Or there was a there was a girl who's just nailed um, blogging Mm. it's, it's, it's
1: without context, isn't it? We don't know the nature of the business. Correct. So yeah.
0: What What I know in the in the 130 small, biz- successful small business owners that I've interviewed, and I've interviewed everyone from, you know, the the founder of Rip Curl through to the most successful viral marketing um, small business guy in the world, through to a, um, a, a, an episode I'm putting up today, which is literally um, a suburban financial planner who's just gone about putting together, renaming her business and creating a whole lot of marketing touch points in a very simple, clever way. Nothing mm. outrageous, but just she's done it well. So maybe... Every single... i, I just say, every yeah. single... Everything that brings those 130 people together, Robert, is action.
1: Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> is, perfect.
0: You know, it's just taking action. It's the, the courage to do something, not convinced that it's the right thing to do, but all I know is action creates reaction um, and they just keep pushing through walls until they get it right
1: mm. and I think that well that, look, that's that 's a, a wonderful response to that question, and I think it 's far more meaningful for you to answer like that than as you say to to throw examples because there will always be somebody who 's done something wonderful with Facebook or wonderful with YouTube or wonderful with something, but you have to translate it into relevance don 't you to your own business yep. but yep. so the it sounds then that the the most common kind of drive. Uh, or thread through all of these people, is they are people that take action. And, yep, and, absolutely. Uh, d- do you find, though, I mean, when you... Uh, something that uh, that we come across fairly regularly on, on Flying Sellers, you meet somebody who's very um, proficient and knowledgeable in a particular area, where it may be they're that... Financial um, person, financial planner that you mentioned. Maybe they're an alternative practitioner. You know, very skilled at delivering a particular service, but then will openly kind of hold their hands up and say, "But I'm no good at marketing." Mm -hmm. What do you say to somebody who says that?
0: I say we have never, and and this leads into the idea of there's never been a better time to market a small Mm. business ever. Ever, ever. It is my entire platform that I then share from. And what I mean by that is, you, 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 why should you be good at marketing if you're a masseur? Why, mm. sh- why should you nail marketing if you're an accountant? You're an accountant. You're good with numbers and masseur, you're good with your hands. Yeah. Um, what I do know is that um, we now are in a time where with the ability for the soloist, the, the, the smallest of businesses to surround themselves with a virtual marketing team mm. is upon us. Um, The idea, and I I guess I'm talking about outsourcing, but I'm not talking about going to the Philippines and finding someone for $2 an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about finding someone somewhere in the world who loves what they do. It might be website creation, it might be copywriting, it might be logo design, it might be whatever aspect of marketing it is that you want to pursue. Find that person via a number of different websites Mm -hmm. And put them on your virtual marketing team. Not your yeah. payroll, but don't, you know, most of us aren't copywriters yet copy and getting your mm. message right is one of the most critical aspects of a successful marketing strategy. Don't write your copy. Mm. It's time consuming. It's an art. It's a commercial art that has powerful outcomes if done correctly. Yeah. So find a writer, for example, that you can, that can get to know your business, that you can brief. Who can write your website? Mm. Who can write your sales letter? Who can maybe even write a blog post? Yeah, um,
1: and who takes the time, obviously, to really get to know the person behind the business? But I, I fully agree with you. Um, now, look, we've I asked you um, prior to, uh, to to this interview just to give some thought to um, an idea, and insight. And an innovation that we might have a little look at. So, um, if that's okay with you, let's do that. What's what's an idea that, uh, a marketing idea, an idea that's relevant to your focus that you think listeners should just, hey, get up and run with this?
0: Yeah, look, right now, um, first of all, respect the power of marketing. Like we've, we've spoken earlier about Dazza, he, 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 he does, he, he acknowledges that marketing is is an absolute primary way that he can grow his business. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, one of the things, I think the new black in marketing is content marketing. Yeah. So as an idea, understand content marketing and pursue it in your business. And that's what I do. I've been doing it now for three and a half years with my podcast. Mm-hmm. I have I made a commitment three and a half years ago when I started podcasting to create regular content and I'll explain what I mean by that. Mm. But what it's done, let me, let me give you the outcome of it now being uh, and flying solo, you guys, massive content creators. Mm. If you search small business marketing, you, I will come up on page one of Google. And as a result of that, I'm now getting wonderful business. My biggest job last year came through a speakers bureau. Right. The, the agent rang me up and said, you don't know me. I don't know who you are, but a client keeps doing a search for small business big for small business marketing, and you and keep you coming keep up, popping up. <laughs> um, and I got this the biggest job of last year. It happened again last week, where I got a phone call uh, exactly the same. I, I said, "How'd you find me? Big, big um, one of the big councils in Australia. How'd hmm. you find me? Oh, we searched small business marketing, and you kept coming up. Hmm. Your LinkedIn profile was one of the first things that came. Great, like, okay. Hmm. So now." And that's coming.
1: Sorry, and a large part of that is the fact that you, because you publish so much, Google loves content. So search for marketing, small yep. business, Australia, and you're not yep. going to go too far before Tim, Tim Reed's name pops up a few times.
0: Like you are who Google says you are. Mm. Fact. Mm. Right? Um, Google, all Google wants is for you, the website owner, to create good, compelling, engaging, unique, regular content in order for the web to be interesting. Yeah. And if the web's interesting, more people go to it more often. So Google sell more advertising. Mm. That's the formula. That's yeah. that's, you're that's right?
1: the way it works. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's the way it works. So go and create content. Now content marketing is root based on a really simple ego driven principle which I love. And that is as small business owners, we are sitting or standing, let's talk standing, mm. on a mountain of knowledge. Mm. We know a lot about the industry in which we operate. I know a lot about small business marketing, you know a lot about the soloist world, people listening know a lot about masseuse, chiropractic, yeah. beds, whatever it is. Sure. So you know a lot. It is incumbent upon you to share that knowledge with your best mates. Mm. And in sharing that knowledge via a podcast, a blog, Forum, video marketing, these different forms of content marketing. People are going to go, "Whew!" Yeah, a- he or she knows a lot about that. Mm. They seem to be trustworthy, knowledgeable, um, and you, build, that you as a result build a profile.
1: Yeah, perfect. Now, okay. The opposite. Sorry. The
0: opposite of that is running an ad.
1: Yes, okay, it is the opposite of that but um uh, I mean i I guess ads still have their place, but not as you say the thing but I think particularly for individuals, independent professionals we might call them, so much of our marketing is 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 relationship building isn't it It's getting people to yep. see us, understand us, and hopefully move to the position where they're thinking you know what i think i could I could do business with that person. And they need yes. to see us for that. So, as, as you say, content, content, content. So, what about insight? What's your what's what insight would you like to share with us?
0: Well, I, I think, and I saw this. I was in a meeting yesterday with a new clients, and I just it was just it was reminded me of how important this insight is. And it's uh, it's all, I call it a marketing concept, call it an insight, but it's get your message right first before you worry about where to put it. And Carolyn, one of the um, people you mentioned at the start Mm. of this episode, talked about getting clarity on what she does.
1: Having people understand the nature of her virtual assisting work, yes.
0: How many times do I hear small business owners cut to the chase saying, you know, Tim, I have to get a website, I have to be on Twitter, I must blog, I must run an ad in the local Mm. paper, I must do a letterbox drop, forget all that because... That's easy. That's the that's that's medium. That's like mm. that's determined by how much money you've got to spend, and whether your best mates are at the other end of those channels. Right? It's pretty yeah. easy to it decide is. where to put your, your money in terms of allocating, which in terms of choosing which medium to focus yeah. on.
1: And the technology but, is not hard, is it? It's the con- it's no. the it's the content. It's the positioning.
0: It's, it's not. Mm. So so your challenge is to get your message right. Yeah. And and the start of that is. Answer the question. If you did nothing else, answer the question, which we get asked every day when we meet someone new. They say, "Hey, what do you do?" Mm -hmm. So, what do you do? You know, it's like. Now you can either answer that in a rational way, like um, I always use the example. It's my favourite example. I've been using it for years. One eight hundred got junk, Mm -hmm. is a junk removal company. So if someone worked at, at one eight hundred got junk and got asked what do they do, they could say, "I'm a junk removalist." Right. And that's non-engaging, uninteresting, and the person who asked that's probably inclined to move on to the next person to find some more interesting conversation.
1: Right. So what could the, they say?
0: Yeah. The 1-800-GOT-JUNK person alternatively could have said, I unclutter people's lives. Mm. Cool. How yeah. do you do that? Yeah. And then the conversation begins. So
1: Much more open-ended that, and leads into a discussion, doesn't it?
0: open-ended and emotional mm. and we, you know, we're know we emotional beings brand building is is building an emotional attachment and so getting a message right is about understanding your brand what do you do how do you do it who are your best mates the personality that you want to convey how do you want to be described and off the back of that then understanding those three to five key messages that make you you and your business unique mm. not your opening hours or mm. how many staff you've got but the, the, the key things that underlie the business that you run, the, it might be IP, it might be a particular process that you have. We've got a five-step process that takes you from having the sorest back in the world to running marathons, and these are the steps. Yeah. That, that's a key message.
1: Fantastic. Um, okay, let's, I'm going to move you on to innovation. So you've given yep. us your idea, your insight. What about innovation? Yeah, okay.
0: Um, what I know in terms of innovation – and, and it's around technology and technology has made the creation of marketing so easy. And I know people get tripped up. They think, like for me, I've been podcasting for three and a half years, but I don't let the technical aspects of podcasting get in the way of what I love, which is interviewing people and which is expressing my opinions in front of a microphone, right? That's what I love. That I'm a creative being and that's what I love. If I spent too much time Tripping over the editing, and mm. the type of microphone, and how do I upload it to iTunes? It would freak me out.
1: So I wouldn't enjoy
0: so, it. I wouldn't enjoy it, and mm. I don't want to get under the hood. Mm. You know, um, what I do know though is is two things. Um, one is find it's easy now to find people to do that stuff for you inexpensively. You can if you if you wanted to podcast, you could find someone quite easily to edit an episode of your show. For ten to twenty dollars, mm. because I do.
1: Yeah,
0: so that is absolutely possible, and there's people all around the world who can do that. Mm. Go to a website like Elance or Odesk, and you will find them. Yeah. Secondly, technology has actually become a lot easier, so there's actually a lot more people, small business owners, solopreneurs, creating content. Mm. So the challenge is that your content must be of high quality, not the fact that you're creating content. But you know. Here's how I podcast. I've, I've got a microphone, a fantastic $200 microphone I bought off the Mac Store. It's a USB microphone, plugs into my MacBook. I open up a free piece of software called Audacity, and I hit record.
1: And you're All done. Right? Yep.
0: I upload that to Dropbox, that file when it's when I finished recording, and I, I email my editor and say, "Hey, there's a new file there. Can you edit it into a show?" It's a little bit more complicated than that. There's some detail that I skipped over, but it's not. It's sure. not debilitating detail. Ma- and
1: the main point is, you're not getting bogged down in that. You're allowing yourself to do what you do best, which is to talk to people,
0: Correct. to interview people.
1: Absolutely, mm, video marketing
0: is another example. You know, you we've all got the best video camera in our pockets because mm. most of us have got an iPhone. Yeah. You know, so don't think I've got to buy the six hundred, one thousand dollar video camera. No. digital slr or whatever and set up a don't. studio
1: and a green screen you don't need that stuff do you If no. the content's good no. tim that's wonderful look i'm just going to have this. thank you so much for for sharing those with us i'm going to just take us back to some of these um questions that we got uh that came into us through our um, facebook page yep um now david said uh one of his or his challenges is increasing traffic and brand awareness and trying to do it on a limited budget well i think you've largely answered that i mean so much of that is content positioning getting a message right so i think david he's got to be happy uh, yep. brian says what's brian's question getting clients to understand the full of the full degree of services that we provide and the benefits that result from it so that again that sounds very much like um getting your elevator pitch or your um your sort of welcome intros you talked about It's
0: well i'll give him a specific one if he's got the courage Uh, Sit in front of uh, a video camera. The one on your computer is fine. If you don't want to sit in front of a video camera, just record it using the voice memo on your iPhone and record individual um, little episodes as if you were talking to your best mate.
1: Mm, Okay, Daz,
0: I just want to explain the three different packages that my business offers and what it can do for you. And just don't even think that anyone's ever going to hear it.
1: Just do some rehearsals. Yeah, fantastic. Tim, it's been wonderful, wonderful having you here on the Coaching Couch Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, now, if our guests want to find more of you, I know that um, your podcast is broadcast on our site each week. They can also – what's your um, favorite domain uh, du jour? Yeah, well,
0: if they, I'd love them to go and start listening to the show at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Um, I put a show out every Tuesday. and There's a hell of a lot of other resources there that are are, are laser-focused for the small business owner to improve their marketing. And if anyone's looking for a marketing speaker, go to timreid.com.au.
1: And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo. I'm Robert Gerrish, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're looking to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, you'll find heaps of resources at flyingsolo.com.au and a supportive community on our forums and Facebook. Thanks for listening.